Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, it's our final episode for 2021. We've done the Christmas films. It's sort of our any other business, basically. We're, we're going back. Earlier in the year, you may remember, we completed a trilogy of films. The Indiana Jones trilogy. But... There was another, a fourth film that we didn't get to at the time, but lucky us, we're covering it now. That's right, we're watching Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So as always, we have someone who has seen the film and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, back to complete (laughs) her total Indiana Jones experience, it's Kato Sullivan. Yay! Let's do it. Let's finally mean that I can say that I have seen enough Indiana Jones. (laughs) Exactly. make people happy. Uh, Okay, um, it's it's been like seven or eight months since we we watched the trilogy. Um, How... How how is the uh, that that trilogy sort of sitting for you now? You've had a year, well, half a year to sort of reflect on it. I mean, I think I think I stand. I went back and listened to the episodes like relatively recently, a couple of months, like a month or so ago. I was like, I think I stand by those ratings. Mm. I think one is good, two is trash, three is yeah, it's all right. Is basically where I still stand on that mm. trilogy. I think. And and what do you know about Crystal Skull? Nothing. Nothing. Aside from that it is not... Well, according to a friend of mine, it is not an Indiana Jones film in the way that the trilogy are a trilogy. Like, mm. it's... What did... I think they compared it to, like, if you said The Hobbit was a Lord of the Rings movie. Right. It's like, it's in the same kind of thing, but it's not the thing you watched. Okay. Excellent. That's about all I know. Well, luckily for us, we have someone who has seen the film and joining us for the last time in 2021, he's thrilled to be here. It's Brett Cullen. Yay. (laughs) Brett, uh, thank you very much for uh, coming on this one. How have you been? I'm good. And then I remembered we were doing this film today (laughs) and now we're here. (laughs) So in a vague, non-spoilery sort of way, uh, what can people like Kate expect from The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Um, There's Indiana Jones. Mm Mm-hmm. there's crystal skulls. Not entirely sure where the kingdoms fit in, but it does make a great adventure serial title. Um, this is the only Indiana Jones film I've seen once. Right. Mm. Mm. I've seen the <laughs> that others. Says something. Yeah. I've seen the others anywhere between half a dozen and a dozen times. Mm. Uh, and my partner, this was the only Indiana Jones film she'd seen ever, and she came with me to see it in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only found that out after, and I felt like a very bad person. Right. So, strap in. So, I've seen them in the right order is what what I'm hearing. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah, no, starting with this. Well, I don't know, because starting with, if you started with this one, Mm. the others would be spectacular. Well, even the second one. Even Mm -hmm. the second one. Mm -hmm. Well, I can say this was the first one I saw. Oh. I, I had a similar experience to your wife oh, where, dear. yeah, you took me to the cinema and I was, yeah. you were disappointed afterwards. I was. No, I'd never seen any. <laughs> and then um, I went to the cinema with friends who had seen this film and I watched it and they came away disappointed and I came away going, that was fine. I yeah. had a good time. Because you had no basis of comparison. Yeah. And, and <laughs> But the thing is, is I haven't watched it since either. Okay. And I think this is the interesting thing. Having, having now watched the trilogy, because for mm. me, it was the first time watching yeah. Indy as well with this trilogy mm. um, earlier in the year. And now we're here. I, I'm really going to be surprised if this makes me feel worse than Temple of Doom did. Like, that, that's yeah, the thing. I, 
We'll see. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Don't, it, don't, 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 you know, don't set up too many expectations on, on what it could be. Yeah. But I can talk about a lot of what it isn't. Mm. Uh, but we'll do that after. We certainly yeah. will. Yeah. Okay, well, with all that being said, shall we watch Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Sure. I mean, I mean we're here. <laughs> I guess we kind of have to, don't we? We're obliged to. You can say you've seen it twice now. I know. (laughs) Two times, two minutes. That may or may not be a good thing. We'll find out. Okay, for those of you listening at home, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and hop in those refrigerators as we watch Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And I'm joined once again by Brett Cullen. Hello. And Kate O'Sullivan. Hello. Kate, through gritted teeth, you gave that hello. So please tell me, what did you think of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? That was a time. That was... Mm, I love that my brain turned off about halfway through when I stopped getting mad at things and just kind of went, okay. That's the way to do it. Why not? It's the only way to survive that film is to be like, you know what? If I keep caring, I'll give myself an aneurysm. I think so it I'm was, just uh, gonna I'm gonna like wash over me. It was this, this let too me be Tarzan. Pass. It was let me be Tarzan. Yeah. I was just like, you know what? I'm 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 done. That <laughs> is that is the breaking point for a lot of people where it's like Okay. You mean when Shia LaBeouf just copies those little monkeys and does the swinging? Mm. It, it, what seems like a perfectly reasonable mm-hmm. thing to do mm-hmm. in the middle of mm-hmm. a gunfight car chase. Yeah. Swinging, swinging yeah. on a rope is hard enough. Swinging and then transferring your full weight to another rope. And then doing it consistently one after another. Oh. He had not demonstrated that level of upper body strength. Or coordination. <laughs> Thank you very much, Steven Spielberg. Mm. What else have you done? Huh? Well, Young I mean, up and comer. So, not not terribly uh, a big fan of this one, then, Kate. I mean, it was better than Temple of Doom. Okay, that's, <laughs> but like that's controversial that's, choice. That's, that's more because there comes a point at which racism is just a bigger problem. Like, <laughs> it's true. This film, uh, surprisingly, not that racist unless you like, are from like maybe a, like Russia. A bit racist. Mm. If you well, I mean, the, the how, how we treat. Tribes from the Amazon as oh, yeah, you know, like not great, but not as bad as Temple of Doom in terms of true. racism. I so. also feel as though, not to excuse it, but every Indiana Jones films has mm. has that. Yeah. I feel as though that's a consistent thing across yeah. the films that is a problem. Yeah. Things that specifically are a problem in this film, it's Kate Blanchett's accent is, oh is the God. most offensive. You mean thing. the one that goes for a walk? And I'm like, oh, yeah. oh no, it's gone. Oh, it's back. Oh, yeah. No. Mm. yeah. Uh, mm. It's uh-huh. like, I, I'm. I th- that really bugged me the first time I watched it. I think I looked it up and it's like she studied... I worked on that movie. She studied um, at Oxford or something like that, mm. which gives any English-speaking character... An, I mean, I've done a very bad Russian accent for many years now for, for Captain Spaceship, mm. but I never looked up information about it. I just went, mm. okay, squirrel and the moose. Mm. Okay, we're good to go. But there's a difference between you playing um, yes. a, a Russian character in an improv mm. comedy space show fringe show yeah Yeah, Yeah. where you know you're essentially playing the the helmsman from from star trek that sort of comedy um i keep wanting to say the actor that played him um not not andre yelchin what was the character yeah the other one yeah the actual character oh um 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 uh, chekhov 
Chekhov, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, 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 the whistles. Yeah, yeah there's, the a, whistles. there's a difference between being like, hey, I'm doing this thing for this mm. fun thing and it's a, it's a, it's a bit, mm. yeah. to like, I am committing to doing an accent that yeah. goes for a wander every five minutes. Yeah, and that, that. But then you got Ray Winston, who can only ever do Ray Winston. And yeah. you know what? They hire him to do that. Yeah. And even, that's okay. But even I remember in Beowulf. Still just doing yeah. a Winston. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was the television movie where he played the life of Henry VIII. For, oh. It was like a made-for-TV thing in the early 2000s. I saw as a kid in the UK. Mm. And, I'm Henry VIII. I'm going to cut off my wife's head. Like, it was... It, <laughs> it was basically that. I I'm love Ray Winston. i look that up. I love Ray Winston, but... That's the model for my next yeah. accent, yeah. for my next fringe character song. Because <laughs> I'm like, let's yeah. have a bit of fun with it, mate. Yeah. And it's Ray Winston in anything is Ray Winston, which I yeah. think... And similarly, John Hurt in anything is John Hurt. Oh, uh, I do love point. John Hurt, though. But we, that's just it. We love him. Whereas, yeah, I, I did. We, we're a little bit all over the place, but a bit like Kate Blanchett's accent. It, <laughs> it, it really is the thing that really pulled me out of the movie the first time watching it. Um, and this time round, I was, I guess I was a bit like you, Kate. I, I sort of turned my brain off a little bit and went, they're just, that's just what we've got. We'll just have to cope with this. Yeah, I think I had to get to a point mm. of being like, I'm so mad. I'm mm. I'm so mad to just be like, you know what? I can't be mad anymore. Mm. I'm just, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. At this I point. think interestingly, cause that's, I remembered partway through, I actually did watch it again. Oh yeah. So okay. That's the third time I've watched mm. it and it didn't hurt as much. No. Cause it was, I, I it think the expectations were, it's just, I didn't John hurt as much. <laughs> uh, Sorry. It, it, I don't know, like I knew it was farcical and ridiculous. And yeah. I know like the, the core of it is that those are supposed to be the Saturday afternoon serials, you know, the mm. Phantom and, you know, all that kind of thing. So it it's allowed to be ridiculous. Like I was saying, actually, like, okay, spoilers, obviously you should be at spoilers because you should have already watched it. But okay, aliens, right? Interdimensional beings in this oh. one. However, if we go back to the Ark of the Covenant function, yeah. does that not mean god exists mm. yeah so we started a pretty like as a kid that never i'm just like of course the box opens everything goes bad but it does prove some very interesting i think there's a bit of a difference though between like let's fall into religion mm. Mm. in the context of like a very small demonstration of it yeah, yeah. versus like he's an alien that's going to mind melt you now y- yeah and mm. we're going to literally show you the thing the stereotype of what an alien looks like. Yeah. Spoiler alert, if there are really aliens, they don't look anything like what we think mm. they do because mm. then probably not humanoid, lol. But, but design-wise, I kind of feel like they had to look like that because of the connection that they made yeah. to tie Indy to Roswell. But yeah. The body yeah, have yeah. to look like... Yeah, but like it's yeah, that thing yeah, of but... like... I'm just like, yeah, okay, okay. And that's, as I say, about the point I gave up was the point I was just like, you know what? I know yeah. what they're going to do now. And I'm yeah. just... They're like meh. fairy tales, right? They, they attach to the idea of, of some kind of folklore urban mythy thing. Mm. And then they put Indiana Jones in that situation. Except and, it's a folklore mythy thing that enough of the population go, nah, that's crap. Yeah. That it's like, yeah. it's, it's a harder sell than like something that happened that's archaeologically... Time independent. Kind to, of. To, I to, guess. To, to, to put on my, my doctor's hat and mm. use my qualification in, <laughs> in genre study just for a moment. I feel as though the problem with this film is it's the first 
one of the Indiana Jones films that has lent more into our collective understanding of what belongs in science fiction yes. than in fantasy. I think so. And well, than in adventure, even, as a genre. Yeah, and I, I feel as though that, personally, I have to say, rewatching this film for, for the first time since I saw it in the cinema in mm. 2008, I had an okay time. I think I had... I would agree that I think it's a better film than Temple of Doom. I also don't think it's terribly far off the others, but no. I but I do think that it it is significantly not as good as yeah. Raiders or um, Last Crusade. Even yeah. though those are quite fantastical films, mm. like I said, it's the Ark of the Covenant, it's the Holy Grail. That's ridiculous, but they're so much more grounded. Mm. Yeah, they you know feel I mean? more like we- it's a thing that an archaeologist would end up yeah. involved I mean, in yeah. than the, this. The most sort of out there things you see is like the the melting face of yeah. the guy in in the first one. Yeah. And then the heart the you know the heart beating thing in the second yeah. one. And the third one, you've got a really old knight and then someone turns to dust. Mm. So there's in terms of like the 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 scale of fantastical, this one goes so far beyond <sighs> what we've already seen. I think that was the problem is that I think Steven Spielberg and Lucas and everyone else that worked on it lent too much into the, we can do all this in a computer. They went too big. We can make these things. We can make a whole man's ruins just collapse in on itself and have all these cool particle effects. And then, mm. whereas it's like pulling off the tank ride fight in, in Last Crusade is like, that was super technical, really complicated mm. and limited and cool. by real world constraints, yeah. you know? And, and and it is interesting because their intention with this film from, from the research that I've done was that they wanted it to be more practical than it ended up being. Mm. Um, this film is about 30% of the effects are visual, are the CGI ones, yeah. which is still quite low for, for a modern Something film. Something like this, yeah. But I think it's more the fact that they don't blend terribly well. No. no. The green like, screening for that that forest chase yeah. was just... Now, or I'm, even just the last bit. Like, I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. there's your tiny thing and your massive green screen. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of the forest chase was practical in terms of they they had a large area of forest yeah. that they put roads through and they were driving around and through actual trees. Yeah. But they then manipulated those images digitally. Yeah. And the backgrounds were comped in to, and it, to, yeah. to add volume and density. And you can spot them because they're not... Mm. I mean, again, like it's a problem because I have an eye to be able to spot this. And it yeah. ruins the magic in a lot of ways. I also like, think mm. you probably... like I could tell they'd done stuff. I wasn't looking for it. Mm. But when you if I watched it again, I think I'd see that more mm. than I did necessarily. I was just looking at it being like well, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And kind of not looking past that. But the end one, I was just like, I can too see much. your outline. Yeah. Mm. It was, it, they went too far mm. beyond the realm of possibility, even with Indiana Jones films. Like mm. that end bit, my, if, if they left it at the collapse, mm. as them running out and getting to a point yep. with a big bunch of forest. Yeah. And never see the last bit. Mm. Never it see the would, spaceship. Never see the spaceship. It yeah. would have been better. I think so. Than trying to do this big grand mm. but, ending. Yeah. It but I also really like that shot. Even though it... It looks very cool. But does it, yeah. it fit in this movie? Because it's no. a Roswell saucer. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. the, it's the, you know, prototypical mm. flat silver disc. And I, I actually like that stuff. I like the idea that it tied into the Roswell yeah. crashes and there was reports of like all these sure. crashes in Soviet Union and stuff. So it's like, okay, that's cool. But up until now, it's, and if you look at the first three films, it's very religious based, mm. which is, uh, I don't know. 
it doesn't sound right to say it's more plausible, but I guess it's more readily accepted. It's less acceptable. farcical. Yeah, than, I think yeah. so. Yeah. It's less science fiction y, right? Yeah. It's less ridiculous mm. that there's aliens in the god for you know, whatever. Not not making any judgments I mean, here, but yeah. it's like, okay, the the grail will keep you alive unless you cross this seal. The yeah. Ark of the Covenant, if you open it and you're not pure, you'll die. Mm. Uh, Kelly Levin can, well, you know. There was an inherent morality that was evident in what you were doing with the other objects in mm. terms of opening the Ark of the Covenant or seeking the Holy Grail. You literally had a person going there, uh, you know, you have chosen poorly or you have chosen wisely. Yep. I'm not entirely sure where the morality fits here. I actually mm. think Ray Winston's character of Mac does the, I'm going to be, I could have gotten out of here, but I'm going to be greedy and take as much gold as I can carry. I feel like that was there because what Kate uh, Blanchett's character is doing, what Arena uh, mm. is doing. Is uh, her name? Yeah. I believe yeah, it. Bitch, yeah. Like, it gets like mentioned Tana? at the start and then it disappears. Irina. I R I Irina. Yeah. I don't mean like Tina Arena. No, no, not Tina Arena. Uh, although I'd have changed. loved to have seen Tina Arena in this. She's mm. been good. Uh, but but even though she and even though we know that she is seeking the ultimate weapon mm. uh, to help with the the you know the Cold War to change you into us. Yeah, her seeking that knowledge from the aliens wasn't necessarily morally the wrong thing to do, particularly as no. those aliens had you know the evidence had been shown that they'd taught the people that they'd first met thousands of years ago about agriculture all and things, all yeah. these other things. And if you notice, mm. Indiana Jones gets really excited. Anytime there's a puzzle to solve, mm. if you go back and watch that, something mm. I noticed here, he gets really excited and he's straight on board and they start working together. He's like forgotten the morality of any of the communism, you know, mm. red the bed stuff. And he's immediately like, oh, this is a really engaging puzzle and I'm going to, mm. it's this and it's that. And it's, oh, very clever, very clever. Mm. He goes and academic. He keeps snapping then, back and forth. No, no, he goes academic. Mm. Then Shia why are you in this movie, is <laughs> suddenly wax someone with something and then suddenly they're running away. Yeah. I really That's thought the... at some point Shia LaBeouf's character of Mutt was going to be like, why are you helping them? Yeah, and yeah. That, I was waiting for that. It fit, yeah. Like yeah, that that scene that where he at the the camp where he flips yeah. up the table, yeah. that should have been the moment. I was like, "What are you doing?" Or Stop at least telling a conversation afterwards. Yeah. That mm. yeah, like, and just just to create a bit more tension, mm. but not just along the "I'm your dad." Oh no, you're not. Because that I mean that's all very well. I I didn't mind Shia LaBeouf in this. I actually am a, quite a fan of what he does because he does some weird stuff. Mm. I think he's a very talented actor that got pretty shafted early on. But he's done some really interesting stuff. Mm. But this movie does him dirty. Mm. Yeah, it's just the characters. I'm just, the, the first it's not half, him, I think, is okay. I'm just like, what? He's I, just, a, I mean, he's, a, he's an obnoxious greaser dropout. That, but the second obviously... it was like, I'm looking for my mom. I'm like, oh, oh, I know what this. Oh, oh yeah, I know what this oh, is. It was telegraphed for a mile. Uh, but like, he's if. This is another thing I've only just noticed watching is like mm. he's actually okay, so he's dropped out of all these fancy schools and all that kind of thing. But he's, so he's of... actually he's actually very capable, mm. but he's choosing to be a greaser dropout loser. And I'm like, okay, cool. I get that. That's not explored anywhere. Nope. It's no. just like that's sub sub subtext yep. that just yeah. gets moved out of the you way. You mean sub sub subtext that they definitely wanted to do like indie junior oh, films later? Like, oh, what? They could have. I mean, they should have done oh. it in this movie. This is the problem with like modern franchising is that instead of telling the story in the story, they go, we can petition this bit off and this can be a TV show. And Star Wars is like the casualty of it. Mm. Game of Thrones, any of that 
kind of thing. It's like, just tell the story that you've got in front of you mm. and then tell another story. But if the story ends, then don't tell another, another story. One, yeah. yeah, I mean, we haven't even really touched on the story of this film, which no. is normally something we've covered by now. Uh, <laughs> Aside from the fact that we think it's ridiculous because aliens and sci-fi, yeah. you know. But I, but I think it is also sense. because the story is largely shunted to the side. Like yeah. the set pieces, we're like, cool, when's the next set piece? It, it, mm. it really feels as though the story is a third class citizen. Yeah. In, it lurches in this, from in this film. set piece mm. to set piece. And there's the map and there's the lines on the yeah. map for a throwback. But it doesn't matter where you are. Like there's no... I mean, the most character you get, I think, is when they first arrive in those um, the Mayan ruins, and there's the, or not even the ruins, the town, and mm. they're speaking mm. a local dialect, and that's like the depth of cultural examination this film gets. Whereas in I feel like at least so much more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're in um, uh, like the Indian villages and stuff. And like they're yeah. actually there, and then they're in the Middle East, and like there's all these things where you see it, but now it's like, well, we can do that on green screen and the computer, so. The authenticity is, it's just lost for me. Yeah. The, the also, the filmmakers that made this are very far into their very successful careers. Mm. And I feel like they didn't gamble enough on it. Yeah. It's too safe, but also at the same time, it just doesn't fit what it to, needs to be. Mm. To me, it's one of those things where like, there are almost, I know what you mean about the story being shunned to one side, but there's almost too many storylines going on. So there's, there's no lot. coherent, like. The, uh, the first three, there's a very linear plot mm. mm-hmm. and everything character related sits alongside that plot and progresses at the Keep same going. time as that plot. Mm. And all. Whereas what we've got is we've got to find mum. We've got to find John Hurt. We've, we, we suddenly get... There's a skull now. And no, no, we suddenly get um, the dad relationship story. Mm. Yeah. We have Mac's weird double mm-hmm. agent, triple mm-hmm. agent caught, crossing everyone. Yeah. line. All running alongside this, mm. like mm. fairly linear. We've got a, re- we've Just, found the skull, and now we have to return it. But mm. it's kind thing. of the same thing as the first film, though. Yeah, the Nazis want the ark. The Nazis get the ark. They lose the ark. Indy gets the mm. ark, and at the end, they get what they want. And that's it. Keeps happening in Indiana Jones films. They get what they want, and then she turns to, you know, interdimensional dust or whatever. Yeah. But mm. the story is. But it's so cluttered with everything else that I'm like. There's no equivalent to the shining the light through the no. the no. magnifying glass to shine it on the town and then break yeah. the floor and there's none go through the catacombs. Even though they did all those things, it felt it rang hollow because it's like we've seen that we know he's gonna you know raid some tombs and mm. into uncharted lands. Like <laughs> the the thing about John Hurt's character f- figuring out the obelisk mm. thing is. Cool, mm, mm-hmm. but takes about thirty seconds, yeah. and, and I'm like, it. oh. But also, he's already solved it. Yeah, yeah. He's just resolved yeah, it, which is kind of a weird choice again. It's, I mean, yeah, the, the story is, and I think what they were hoping it would be is, oh, Indy's still doing it in the fifties, mm. um, and sometimes he's incredibly capable. Yeah. Other times, he's a doddering old clumsy man. But I feel as though that, to be honest, that reflects what indie was like in some of the older ones it's just That's that because, true, actually, yeah. because he was middle-aged not in his older years i don't think it looked as bad when it was more he felt oops as yeah. opposed yeah. to like oh oh don't break Mr. it Mr. Magoo um, style like no you're in your Whoa. mid-60s harrison please be careful yeah. um, didn't he he didn't he do his foot on this uh was that star wars sequels? i think he might have done his foot on the current indiana jones that they're filming because they did have oh. to stop filming for a while because he injured himself uh, that's right 
He's, you know, he'll do that. Indiana Jones yeah. and the legend of the moon boot. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, in- Indy is involved in this cape with the Russians. They take him to a- an American government facility. There's a Hang on, how does he get there, though? He's in the trunk of a car. But how does he get to the trunk of a car? Well, we don't He's- know. Yes, we do. He travels by fridge. No, 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 no. That's after. This that's is after. after. But, no, but is, the only way he, he get, survives, no, he gets, he gets he kidnapped get in yeah. Mexico, is yeah. what the, they say for one... Li- it's the kind yeah. of crap that I... Oh, is that the one... By, kidnapped by the Russians? Yeah. And then... And chucked in the boot of the car from Mexico a, and driven that, to... Yeah, there's yeah. a weird, weird shot where they hold up the artifacts and immediately drop them on the ground. Yeah. And then it cuts to like a walk... Her walking in shot. Yeah. But it was weird. That yeah, was it, there's it a lot of weird. great shots in this, and also some very strange yep. ones. I'll be honest. I quite liked starting in almost the middle of the adventure yeah, because that yep. feels appropriate for indie. That feels like the the weird James Bond beginning at Obi Wan's club in. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just feels like that opening shot took a little too long for me, though. Like I know it was because we had to have all of the, mm. um, the like, teenagers. Yeah, yeah, that that, that shot that was, just was so that could just long. go. That was I I know so I could almost hear Spielberg going. We need to this is the set the time. Okay. No, no, we need to set the time, and it's going to be, you know, teenagers and who are young mm. and free and rebellious, and then the army people. And there was, if they were trying to create suspicion that these army weren't U.S. army, they needed to do a little bit more, mm. I think. But it felt like I'm like, oh, okay, the U.S. aren't they're doing like a weird road? Okay, whatever. Yeah. Mm. Why is this going on for so long? Oh, they're not the U.S. army, but it was way too late by that point for me to yeah. care. Yeah. I remember watching that opening in the. In the cinema and going, uh oh, <laughs> yeah. where's Indiana Jones? Yeah, and it is quite a long time before you see Indiana Jones. He was there though. He, he was, was in there. The yeah, trunk he, of the car. he was like, there the whole time. He was probably going. No queuing of that at all no. for a very long title sequence. No, they mm. could have almost just gone from the gate to Indy rolling out of the trunk. Like or, you could have just skipped. Or just all them, of that. like even if it was just like ten seconds of the the. Mm. And then the turning of the corner yeah. down that bit and then could have been a great the guards. Yeah. start. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just was too long. Yeah. It's a very indulgent way to start a film that's supposed to be action packed. And, mm. and, and to be honest, it. it was a long movie. Mm. It's like over it two hours. Right? Way too yeah. long for what is supposed to be an Indiana Jones. Ooh. The rest of them run at like 90 minutes, I think. Mm. Maybe I think Last Crusade's a little bit longer. Yeah. But this was way too indulgent. Mm. Like, yeah. <laughs> Two and a bit hours of Indiana Jones is too much for yeah. this kind of thing. But yeah, anyway, they get Indy out the car, yeah. Indy and Mac. They're like, you will take us to the box. We search the warehouse. They use a perfectly legitimate scientific method to find them, which we'll <laughs> yeah. get to later. Yeah. Uh, we, we have a cheeky shot of the Ark of the Covenant as well, which was nice. <laughs> yeah, that was I nice. liked that. that uh, I was like, I was yeah. like, oh, remember that better movie? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. not getting that. Nope. Yeah. We're putting it back in the box. Yeah. Uh, Indy uh, then escapes uh, and runs to what he thinks is a nearby safe haven a town but then there's nobody around there's all these mannequins and there's this voice going in one minute the thing will detonate and then you realize oh he's on a nuclear testing site now when i first saw that in the cinema i was like i how is he going to get out of this mm-hmm. like it was a legitimate question and i was hey, like there's no yeah how you, there's nothing you're done that's it unless they call off the, end the, of the movie yeah unless it's literally somebody going wait there's a man there that's what i thought Boom. it was going to be he's going to yeah. make some kind of signal or sign yeah. to get him to call it off but nope no. Uh, Kate, mm-hmm. what, what, how, how did you think he was going to get out of that? I'm curious. I, I, my brain was just like, I don't know how you're getting out of this. However it is, I'm not going to like it. But you're not not in the rest of this movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what, well, are, what are you going to do to me and how mad am I going to be? 
And then I was really mad. <laughs> so he uh, he gets out of it the way we now know we all should, yep. which is climb into a lead line fridge, yep. close the door, yep. and just let the explosion safely throw you out of the blast zone. Yeah, because, um, you is know... that's how nuclear bombs work? If you were in a giant metal box that gets blown through the air from an atomic blast that then tumbles and bounces and rolls, mm. you'll be fine. Yeah. It's like putting an egg... Oh, in I'm a wooden so box bad. and throwing it down a hill. That egg will the be fine. Always fine. Eggs, It'll be eggs fine. Always fine. It's the perfect way to transport so eggs. Okay, this this does feel like the time we have to yeah. uh, go into what the science. Okay, as our resident scientist on this podcast, yeah. I had a whole bunch of things from this. Film. Yeah, how many do I actually have to answer? Those? <laughs> well, I I want to focus on the on the fridge and the nuclear blast thing okay. because I feel like this one will be relatively quick. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Can you survive a, a any form of nuclear detonation if you are inside a lead line box? For, forgetting the being blasted and thrown around bit, just being inside a 50-style fridge. If your lead line fridge was as close to that nuclear blast as that, no. Okay. Uh, because in short, it's not the radiation that's going to be your problem. There's a whole bunch of other crap that's, that's going to mm. be a problem. Regardless, like throwing away the how close you would actually have to be to be launched like that in the film. Like mm. Mm, if you were like maybe on the very edge of a blast zone, like, and you're more just worried about nuclear fallout. Mm. Sure. That's great. Mm. But like not. Mm. I'm curious. How long would you need to be in that fridge to like negate the, the worst of the effects? Uh, that would very much depend on the type of nuclear bomb yeah. because okay. it would depend on what was in it. Okay. Uh, I am not a nuclear physicist, so okay. I am I'm loath to step too far outside of my knowledge beat here. But that's fair. Um, lo- longer than you would probably survive in a fridge is okay. would be my best my best yeah. estimate because the because of half lives and things. But, but even but the air you're going to be breathing is, is going to be, be bad. So saturated. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is, and if your fridge is airtight, like condu- you're not staying in there for very long. That's so true. Lead is a conductive yeah. metal. And bomb yes. blasts tend to be quite hot. Well, that's why I'm saying you'd have mm. to be like fairly much on mm. the edge of it because there's other things that would kill you uh, first. Okay, so it was good he got blasted away then. Oh yeah. Yes, but you would mm. already be dead if you were that close because the heat, like yeah. you would it cook yourself opened. like an oven. Okay. Like should have opened. And but then... the fridge should be plugged in, so it'd be cold, right? <laughs> That'll do um, it. Sorry, can I point out that this was not like he tried to like turn things on and there was no power there. But then uh, was sprinklers were on outside um, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. You're not water cooling your fridge like that. Might be. Who knows <laughs> no, how no, they set it up in Newtown. She's got the point. Now it's silly. Now- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Silly Sorry. Now. now I know the fridge wasn't plugged in. Yeah. The line was crossed. <laughs> um, I did also want to ask about mm. the, um, the the use of gunpowder to find yeah. the heavily magnetized uh, mummified body of an alien. Now, let, let's just presume it was a normal... Magnet. magnet. Okay, mm. let's take away the it's aliens mm. thing aspect. <laughs> let's take away the, the If I was trying to find something that was highly magnetized, using a compass, would that be reasonable? As a compass m- might be reasonable. Yeah. It would really depend on how magnet really depend on how magnetized something was. But if you put a compass on top of a magnet, mm. it will do weird spinny things. Okay. So depending on the strength of your magnet. And mm. blah, blah, so so blah. Compass wasn't ridiculous. Compass was not ridiculous. Okay. The fact that there is nothing magnetic in gunpowder mm. makes the second part of that more problematic. It's almost <laughs> as if they're all carrying like Civil War era shot. Yeah, I'm like, mm. or, yeah, like when he says bullets, I'm like, mm. depending on what your bullets yeah, are like, made of, sure, like maybe. Mm. Well, They're we not going to travel like that. We, but we like, saw that guy you know. pouring the powder out of a grenade. Yeah. Now, 
I'm not familiar with the, what constitutes a grenade. I, I, no. Okay. So, <laughs> no. Short, no. It's not what's in a grenade. Cool. Nope. It's not know. just a, it's not just like a ceramic container of gunpowder. Gunpowder. <laughs> cool. Okay. Good to know. There's um, quite a few different chambers and bits and stuff. And like that's... reasons it explodes and makes a big enough deal. Like, yeah. And why it's... it's not a firework. No. It's kind of the way I would no. frame okay. that. Okay. It was very, very strange. That sequence. After that, I feel like the movie got better. It got more grounded, got, and then it got super weird again. It, scientifically I think speaking, after after the nuclear, after nuking the fridge, mm. it got better. It, the nuking the fridge bit was just like okay. Mm, that became um, the new jumping the shark. I know nuking the fridge. You've heard yeah, that. My, yeah, my good, partner good. sent me a message before. Yeah, good. Recording <laughs> this, just saying you will now understand why I say nuke the fridge, not jump the shark, and I'm like okay. Yeah. Mm. We'll get there, uh, but I sure think did. my—I mean, my my major problem with that sequence about the magnetized thing was, okay, you have big weapons that are made of metal. Yes. Um, I can guarantee you that the metal your guns are made of is as magnetic, if not more than the knife, if not more than any gold coin ever, because gold's not magnetic. Mm. Mark if does not, say that later, though. I know. Because he's like, clever, you see. Even, yeah, even if he's a down-and-out greaser. Um, but also I love that like his knife just takes a minute before it eats itself. Yeah, it's like a like, weird thing where it like needs to build like up charge. On and off. Yeah. It needs to build up enough yeah. like charge to be attracted um, to it. And I guess that's the alien caveat. But yeah. it's like you mentioned the buttons, mm. their dog tags. No, their dog tags were bit, doing the little floating But only thing, for a little bit. Like, okay. And then they like all fell down. I'm like, okay, what? But <laughs> I, I think the film covers this. I think those guns, although we didn't see them being attracted to that magnification, mm-hmm. none of them could shoot straight. None of them could shoot in. I mean, Very also, true. So the I'm thinking the barrels bent. were warped. Yeah. Um, I'm Maybe. more worried about the loose ones that are like definitely not swinging okay, to like no, come fair. at the... Or like, yeah, no, I mean, my, the statement I made about buttons, I'm like, mm. all of those buttons are push on press stud press style studs, yeah, buttons. yeah. yeah. If that magnet is as strong as you say it is, then they're, they're not staying on your shirt. Yeah. They yeah. are you would, tearing you holes in your shirt. It. Look, I'm trying, oh. Spielberg. I'm trying really hard to justify no. what's happened here. The final one I wanted to touch Wait, on. Wait, just before we do that. Oh, yeah. Was there a scientific consultant in the credits? Let me look that up while you ask the last one. I don't know. So please do I, look that up. If there was, <laughs> can I replace them, please? It's like Phil Tippett being the dinosaur supervisor at Jurassic Park. And the dinosaurs all got out. That's what true. are you doing, Phil? Oh, yeah. No, no. My argument there is that's not how big of a Velociraptor is, you jerk. Um, but yeah. we're not going to get no, onto no. that. Dinosaurs. It's also a film I haven't seen, which is ridiculous. What? Like, mm, mm, well, we've talked about that. Well, <laughs> look, we, we covered that one a few years ago. Go yeah, to, I know. Uh, to um, Cinema Catch Up Club on any podcast provider and find that episode. I believe it's episode 61. Sure. Um, but the, the final one I wanted to touch on, mm. uh, mummification. There's a scene in this film where they open the uh, preserved body yeah. of uh, a conquistador and it's almost like he's only just died. And then very quickly it turns into a 500 year old skull. Now, you're not a biologist. Nope. But that that didn't ring as entirely correct to you in this viewing. No. Um so bare minimum there's a like dehydration process over time. Like <laughs> we are all it, it, How do I explain this in words without just like pointing well, at things let, on my own with, body? Let's no, no. start with it's very wrong. It's very wrong. Um 
If you think about your own self, Mm -hmm. uh, we have to drink water as human beings for a reason. It keeps our cells plump and nice and Mm -hmm. looking like they do. Mm -hmm. Um, If that dead body is still that plump, it's still got water in it, which means either Mm. it's rotted as all heck, Mm -hmm. or it's not going to have survived that. Like, it, Mm. it mummified bodies... You see it in the second one mm. are like gaunt because all of the water has Go. evaporated out of their system. And yeah. that's kind of how that works. It's actually one of the really important things when you're doing things like taxidermy is to mm. get rid of the water so that it doesn't rot and get gross. If anyone's ever accidentally left vegetables in the fridge for too long, you know mm. what happens to them when they go gross. That's mostly why I buy vegetables is to let them rot in the fridge. Right. Mm. Like, yeah. 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 It happens. Oh, yeah. So... That's, can I just add, oh, maybe it was aliens though? Yeah, no, <laughs> fine. But then why weren't they consistent between both of the bodies? Uh, because uh, I think you'll find aliens. <laughs> yeah, aliens had, yeah. A, had a favourite. I, yeah. I think, I mean, like the mummified remains breaking down, like if you touch them too mm. much and stuff, when something is that dehydrated, it is fragile and it does break down like that. But mm. you had this weird... Two things that do not match and yeah. do not fit together. And as, as Indy himself said, oh, it doesn't like the air. Yeah. Like, that seemed that seemed a bit nonsense. Seemed a bit crap. Mm. Yeah. And also, yeah. It's, if something's in a situation... Yeah. There's, there's a lot yeah. of things. And my mm. colleagues at the museum who know vastly more things about preserving... I won't say bodies, but like preserving specimens mm. than I do. I, yeah. Okay. But also, if you think back, they're very alien-looking... I assume mummification wrap in the yeah. very The body that comes out of that is very. Oh no, it's not, is it? It's nope. actually not desiccated. Nope. No. It's floppy. Yep. It is. Maybe aliens though. Yeah. So maybe like aliens. alien corpse being weird and different. Alien corpse. Yeah. Sure. Aliens. Whatever. We don't know the rules there. H- human corpse. <laughs> We've seen enough of them. Maybe it was a human corpse. Done by aliens, though. Maybe it was a mum of alien yeah, mummification like, process. Yeah, but like, have human... you considered though? <laughs> have you considered though? And aliens. this is why when we got to the monkey bit, my entire brain just went. You know what? I give up. Yeah, aliens. Oh yeah, no, monkeys. that's where I think that is the most checked out point in most most viewings. Is like, like okay, and then you keep watching and it's, okay all right and then you keep watching and so okay and then it's just no okay fine that's what i'm done like that's what we're doing now i'm mad and i'm done yeah (laughs) the aliens didn't take their time to teach those monkeys how to swing on a rope nor shia labeouf do we not know if those monkeys were aliens were aliens or influenced by aliens they lived in the alien place they were adjacent to aliens Mm -hmm. geographically speaking we don't know. That's true. We don't know. We don't know. We but don't. But it doesn't make me any less checked out by that point. We'll all have to tweet Steven Spielberg. We do. Cool. Um, yeah. In no, terms of... no scientific advisor that I can spot. Okay, that... Funny that. Yeah. <laughs> you surprised me. Um, yeah. Other than that, just some stuff happens. You know, like, as we've said, John Hurt is John Hurt. He's just like, I've lost my mind. I'm swinging my rain stick around. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm prepping to be the doctor. Lines. Like, mm. yeah, I've got two lines no. for the first hour and a half yeah. of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Henry Jones Jr. Yeah. Um, Marion comes Return. back. Um, <laughs> Marion comes back. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Yeah, it's like Mary. I don't. I was like, I remember there. There was a woman in the. I don't remember. Yeah, it was too yeah. long ago. Yeah, and um, 
their, their relationship, I seem to recall when we discussed it from the first one, a little bit problematic because of the age that uh, mm-hmm. Indy would have first yeah. talked up with her. Um, viewing this independent of that, uh, because I, I do feel as though this film doesn't go back on that ground. Um, their, no, no, it just moves past real yeah, quick. Yeah. Their, their relationship in this one is, I'm mad at you, I'm mad at you. Well... We have to get married now. That that no, was the I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you. We have a kid together. Well, let's get married again then. Yeah. Like, and it's sure to work this time. Yeah. It was odd, uh, to say the least. It was very... It was very... Convenient. It was very yeah. people falling back into old habits and I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, can, I feel like it was pretty authentic as, as what that would be. Um, I actually would have probably liked to see a, you know, Indiana Jones and Son movie with Shia LaBeouf embracing his capability and not being the silly mm. greaser. Mm. But there's a moment after the big collapse where his hair has dropped down to middle part, yeah. like Indiana Jones. Mm. And then by the end of the film, it's back, back up. up in the greaser. Mm. And then the fedora blows in through magic wind. Probably aliens. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably aliens. It was. It was an aftershock from the ship taking off. Yeah, it just they're back in yeah. America. It makes sense. They have to travel. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, alien shockwaves are going to work differently, though. Obviously. Oh, they take time. Uh, yeah, they take time. But, and they um, only affect that church door. Just Well, I mean, it, there's, there's the resonance of Indiana Jones because they were there. Mm. So it was kind of... They're like, he's in them. another temple. No, he's yep. getting married. Leave them yep. alone. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... They found another church. Yeah, the aliens, they died it down, dialed it down to just be a thump. Yeah. Um... And a poignant hat flip. So, yeah. Yeah. good on the aliens. Um, Jim Broadbent's in this film, and I kind of feel like he didn't need to be. No. But it's always nice to see Jim Broadbent. Do you think it's because like Marcus Brody, the actor, I, died? So I, that was yeah. the replacement? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was yeah. what it was. Mm. Which, they get a nice... You gave us some very good science on the, statue. the Marcus Brody statue. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The, the statue head coming off. Uh, one of the few things that they maybe did more accurately is that uh, when it comes to bronze statues like the one of Marcus, um, the head is usually the weakest point because the head is crafted separately from the rest of the body. Because if you make a mistake on the head, which is the most looked at part of the statue, you, you don't want to have to start the whole thing again. Mm. So it does mean that when you connect them, because of the type of metal it is, they're the weakest point because... You know, it's the neck. that's how that happens. Yeah. yeah. You know, funnily enough, on a human body, neck's quite a weak point Pretty as well. Pretty weak. Um, so, yeah, the head coming off like that, a little silly, but compared to everything else in this film, it was practically... Yeah. Okay, okay. So, as I said, I was like, it's like, not how that would happen, but also would happen if you hit it hard enough. Okay. Fine. So, we can all agree that Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is 100% scientifically no. accurate. <laughs> Thank no, you. I did not say that. Also, do not so, put words in my mouth that are factually 100% accurate. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is 100% scientifically accurate. Semicolon, aliens did it. I was say, it's 100% scientifically accurate if you ask the scientific advisor on this film. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you ask the aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Jim Broadbent, though. I was like, oh, this is nice. Oh, and oh, he's gone. Oh, it's the end of the film. He's back. He's back. He's been Jim Broadbent. I mean, he, apparently he everything's reason, okay. He was the reason Indiana Jones got on a train mm. to then have, like, the yeah. rest of it happened. But, like, he was heading off to, where is he going? Uh, I was going to go to uh, New York and then take the boat to London. Maybe I'll get a job in Leipzig. That was yeah. the, the thing he was going to do. Again, a line that I missed because, you know. I but it, you know what? You missed it and it doesn't matter. Nope. No. You could it you could like boil this down. This I'd be a very. I'm going to go find the script to this because I'd be very interested to know. Like I like Spielberg scripts. So if you ever get a chance, read through like Close Encounters sure. or something. It's mm. a, it's really well evocative. Mm. 
But it gets to this, and with, um, you know, as many cooks as there are in the Indiana films, of Coppola and yeah. Lucas and everyone else, mm. I feel like they were able to temper each other quite a lot because then you look at what Lucas did with the prequels. Yeah. He didn't have that yeah. mm, oversight. Yeah, yeah, the triumvirate wasn't set up properly. Mm. And then you look at what this is and what Spielberg did independently and it's like... Mm, mm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm worried about five, I think is what the point I was making. I'm like, yeah, do, they, look, do we need five? That's a good point, Kate. You've now seen all four Indiana Jones films. I mean, I don't think we needed four. Yeah. You're like, based but, on based on having seen three, like, I'm like, I don't know what you do mm. because as we've been talking about, like, what is the the thing? Mm. Bracket, Holy Grail, Ark of the Covenant, whatever. That's what I was going to ask. What's the thing Mm. that you do for another film and i remember when we finished through i was like this feels done mm. it was a it was um, called the last like Crusade. i didn't i don't really need anything else and if you're no. gonna do it it needs to be something like i mean i didn't hate the like el dorado kind of aspect to this mm. that would have been cool if that's what it was not mm. aliens not aliens Bill, like Bill if it was God. el dorado yeah. i would have been like dope i'm on board yeah. And then we've got to hide, the, like, we've got to make sure that no one else comes to El Dorado because that's kind of the whole, yeah. like, but the problem is, is the Holy yeah. Grail, etc. But, like, the that's problem not is, what is you we did. have the film, The Road to El Dorado, which did it perfectly, the, Perfect. the cartoon. Yeah. So, no aliens. Yeah. And George. two excellent, like, brother characters who were just great. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. But, like, the Crystal Skull is one of those real, the, the set of Crystal Skulls is one of those really endearing you know, paranormal mysteries. Can yeah. never be done by human tools. Like, no, it can. Um, just we, look, we saw it in this de- film We saw it They did it <laughs> Have um, they made the prop? It's a resin pool um, But Dan Aykroyd close enough like, Yeah, yeah mm. Dan Aykroyd's vodka Crystal Head Vodka Yeah That's where it comes from Dan Aykroyd I would love to see Dan Aykroyd Do an Indiana Jones film Like write it Oh yeah It would be that But so much more How many product placements For the Crystal Skull Vodka Would he get in? Hopefully all of it mm. I would suggest It's like a shelf Just yeah. Uh, up yeah. in everyone's apartment you know when they bottle of it and, you know when there's the room at the end where all the aliens with the crystal yeah. skulls yeah. it's just the vodka it would just be all the different flavours under yeah. each one That's yeah. superb and it's filtered through crystals which mm. scientifically speaking does nothing yeah Except oh yeah just, just for clarity crystals <laughs> not magnetic Depends on what the crystal's made of, sure. I guess. Mm. But what's they the mineral? What's the, com- what's the chemical composition? They're not porous enough to filter vodka. No. Mm. Well, I mean, you could pour it through pumice if you really want to. I'd go through like, charcoal and all the rest of it. But yeah. like, that's that's the that's not... the, the cleansing process. Yeah, it's like, okay, you can pour it through a, you know, a sedimentary rock if you want, but it ain't going to... It's going to put stuff in that's probably there's, not there's better great. forms of carbon mm. um but as yeah dan Aykroyd is a is a nut job mm. and i feel like i th- seem to remember him coming out saying how great this film was and he would love to have worked on something like this mm. but he, he, just I mean, likes, he did he did coneheads he just those crystal skulls yeah. coneheads had big long skulls true. it's a uh, prequel to indiana jones and the King. i just remembered my favorite like random person who's in this film and that's um, the janitor from Scrubs. Oh, oh yeah, as yeah. the FBI French. agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it you was can never to... take him seriously in anything nope. after that. Yeah, because <laughs> he was so good as that. Yeah, like, yeah, it's so yeah, iconic. Yeah. That's right, he was in that. Yeah, scene at the beginning. Would you guys supposed like... to mean nothing? Okay. Would you guys like some trivia about Indiana Jones and the Kingdom oh, of the please. Crystal Skull? Sure. Especially how many awards it won. Oh, was it none? <laughs> no, it's quite a lot. Oh no, <laughs> but for the things you think, like stunts and effects. Okay, that's fine. Um, all this trivia is sourced from IMDb, so if it's not true, don't blame me. Um, 
Harrison Ford was adamant that he got to wield Indiana's famous whip. The Paramount executives wanted the weapon to be computer-generated because of new safety rules, but Ford branded the rule ridiculous, and they let him do it anyway. Good. Yeah, because who's the replacement you're going to get if Harrison Ford says no? Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, shit. (laughs) Or you do the entire film with Shia LaBeouf, and then actually it's possibly a better film because Mm. it's not trying to be the original Indiana Jones film. Yeah. It would have been good if Indiana Jones dipped out halfway and then we finished with... Just with Indiana Jones Jr. Yeah, Yeah, Mm. and his mum. Using the whip to attach to a rope beam and swing... He's not because it turns Henry Junior. Henry Junior. Junior. wasn't the only one doing a bit of swinging. True. Indy did it in this. Is that a thing? You can do that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can grab onto stuff with whips for yeah. sure. Um, I've seen I a, I've can't seen a, say I've ever seen someone try it. To be perfectly honest, I've but seen like, an I'm Indiana sure Jones physics video mm. yeah. years ago where, where it came out specifically with that. How hard is it to swing on the vines? Really, really hard. hard. How hard is it to get a whip to grab? Mm. Not as hard as you would think because it's about using the momentum as it's still curling to move yeah, forward yeah. which ah. pulls and then the so, tension is what's going to swing you letting go you just need to let go of the whip you yeah. can't bring it with but you but that's the thing that's the part that I always get annoyed at is that he doesn't lose his whip when he mm. does that it's like Batman's grapple it's like yeah. well there's no grapple now Batman um, you've used it but like it. You, there are great videos of people like catching arrows out of the air with whips and stuff that are mm. just cool and would be a like it would have been great to see him do some poison dart work with yeah. the whip. That would have been Speaking great. Of poison dart. Oh yeah, good oh, point. Yeah. If you blow a po- poison dart backwards, as Indy you, did, you mean you blow the non-poisoned end into mm, someone's straight head? Straight back into I mean, their like, mouth. It definitely punctured them in the face. So like, yeah. that's bad. But, but I don't like, feel like it's a poison. knockout action. It's more of a. Oh, 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 oh. Incapacitated, but in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when filming the scene where Indiana drives a truck through a wall. Things did not go as planned. <laughs> no uh, timed explosives were used, but one explosive did not go off and landed on the seat next to Harrison Ford. And then exploded? It did not go off. Oh, um, boo. But, yeah. <laughs> not boo. He would have been badly... No, hurt. but like it would have been... like That's the way that, yeah. that's, that kind of tri- piece of trivia usually ends. Like, yeah. oh. I just wish there was a camera in the cab yeah. because then you could have had a great actual bit of indie acting where like that feels like something that happened to the character yeah yeah but knowing what i know about how much safety and checks and gates you have to move through to even have your actor your primary principal actor on set with those things i don't know how the only way that those things happen is massive negligence which i don't think would happen on a spielberg film Mm. and just pure dumb luck luck. Yeah. yeah horrible luck yeah could have been worse. Yeah. Luckily, did, did did not cause any harm on this occasion. Harrison Ford convinced David Coep to include more jokes about Indiana's age in the script, believing they would help reduce the American paranoia about aging. Uh, Harrison also refused to dye his hair for the role, arguing Indy's appeal wasn't his youth, but his imagination and resourcefulness. Quote, My ambition in action is to have the audience look straight in my face and not the back of a stuntman's head. I hope to get... Uh, I hope to continue that no matter how old I get, end quote. Uh, in, in fact, Harrison kept himself in such good shape over the years that his costume measurements for this movie were the same as those from The Last Crusade. That's wow, cool. that's yeah. impressive. That's really cool. I mean, he looks great in Blade Runner and in Force Awakens. Like, he mm. he looks like... You compare that to, like, De Niro doing The Irishman yeah. and de-aging but still moving around like a senior citizen. Like, yeah. he's... What is he, 73 now, I think? 70. Something. Uh, well, in this film, he was sixty-six, and that was two thousand. So he'd be seventy-nine now. 
wow yeah and he's still going for it still going that's for it. so impressive but like that's that's and you can tell but like you can tell and that's the thing because he hasn't lost you what you he don't never slowed down i guess well what well i was gonna say what you don't get in this film is any of that like it feels incorrect that he's this yeah. buoyant because mm-hmm. the actor even if there is i don't know if there's anything in here that is stunted Hmm. by a stuntman oh, but, heaps, heaps. but some of it is but he did perform a lot of his own stunts uh, partly because stunt technology had made it safer since doing the last yeah. Indiana Jones mm. well as you say and so there's no there's very little moment like um, split between it being him and it being a stuntman yeah. and it going yeah, back yeah, yeah. Whereas sometimes you just go, oh, that's a stuntman. Like there was nothing too outlandish. You're like, no, he couldn't have done that. Done that. Like yeah. you're like, oh no, yeah. I believably would say that. Yeah. I mean, maybe he didn't because safety, but like he could have. Yeah. But that's an interesting reason why you would need the Shia LaBeouf character is to do the splits between two cars and stuff. Like mm. India's throwing punches and kicks and whips and stuff, but there's nothing that's like he's doesn't not running alongside a. A car or... Vehicle, yeah. yeah, doing too too many jumps across. There was still yeah. some stuff, but yeah, yeah. bloody impressive. Uh, Dmitry Diachenko, who played the main henchman of um, Spalco. Blondie, yeah. Uh, Ant-Man? Hmm? Ant-Man? Uh, I be- yeah, the man that got killed by mm-hmm. ants at the mm-hmm. end. Um, <laughs> Pre-MCU Ant-Man. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, he bulked up his physique to look more menacing and turned up on set weighing 250 pounds, predominantly through weightlifting. What's that in kilos? He was originally... 150-something, isn't it? He, um, it's, it's a lot. I'll mm, put it that way. That's a lot of muscle. Yeah. He was originally only meant to be shooting for 10 days since he had a minor role, but when shooting the Marshall College fight, Harrison Ford accidentally hit him on the chin and Spielberg liked uh, Dietchenko's humorous reaction to the punch so much, he expanded his role. He ended up being nice. on set for three months. That is a good paycheck. Mm. 114 kilos. 114. Okay. 113 points. That's a lot of muscle. If yeah. it's just muscle, it's a lot of muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Good on him. That shows, you know, you dedicate yourself to a role. You might get the job. You might get eaten by ants. You might get an Ant-Man. Yeah. Uh, Originally, Indiana was going to be up against um, an uprising of ex-Nazis, but Spielberg felt he couldn't treat the Nazis lightly after directing Schindler's List, which of course came after all the previous films. Harrison Ford also felt that they were, uh, that they had plum wore the Nazis out, uh, was his quote. Yeah, I think they... They won. They won. Mm. Uh, George Not Lucas. the Nazis. No, no, need, yeah. no need to hit the Nazis when they're down even <laughs> the, more. The than Joneses definitely yeah. won. Yeah. Uh, George Lucas also felt that the 1950s decade would have to take into account the Cold War. Mm. And when he heard that Joseph Stalin had been interested in crystal skulls, very much the Dan Aykroyd of the Cold War era, very Joseph Stalin, so. uh, he made the Soviets the villains. Yeah. And that makes total sense. Like, it's in the I being never questioned. Old. No. I never questioned no. that that was who the villains were. I was like, yep. Yeah. And there was a lot more. <laughs> That I buy. Don't have to worry about aliens for that moment. Yeah. That bit I'll buy. There's more, you know, subterfuge and spying and mm-hmm. they talk about all the the ops that they went on mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. It's like, that's a really cool backstory. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say that. I'd like to say that stuff. Not with old Harrison, but in another medium, perhaps. Yeah. But yeah. it's like that to me would be more fun than... Mm-hmm. You know, because there's always the background, the, the the psychic character, and it's like, well, it's 50-50 on betrayal. Talk to us about Berlin. Yeah. Uh, the girl that punches Mutt Williams in the diner scene mm-hmm. is Sasha Spielberg, daughter of Steven Spielberg and Kate Capshaw, who played Willie Scott in Temple of Doom. Andy! Oh. Sorry. 
Yeah. That's just my general response to that film. True. Like, but I thought that was actually kind of cool. That is very like, cool. Yeah, it's very like, cool. You should be in this film. Yeah, I know yeah, it's yeah. nepotism, but it's double nepotism. So it's, it's cool. Get yeah. in there. It's contextual I wonder if she had fun. to audition. Uh, and also she got to punch uh, Shia LaBeouf in the face, which yeah. apparently a lot of people want to do. Yeah. Yeah. The Kung Fu Aztecs who attacked uh, Indy and Capoeira in the graveyard. Capoeira Aztecs. Well, yeah. they're called Kung Fu Aztecs in this trivia point. Well, that is just racist. <laughs> oh, look, more racism. Learn yes. your martial well, whoever arts wrote before this you write random piece trivia. of internet oh, trivia. Anyway. The reason, well, they've put them in, Kung, in they've put the Kung Fu Aztecs in quotation marks okay. because uh, they are not as historically inaccurate as people may think. No. Pre-Spanish Peru Incans did in fact practice a martial art known as Rumi Maki, which literally translates as hard hands. Yeah. Which I just thought was cool. Yeah. And if you look at the Filipino knife fighting style, apparently it's very similar. Very fluid, very moving. uh, And you put lots of small cuts and small injuries and Mm. move through it. But they went real capoeira with what was in this. Also, can 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 we loop back into the representation of... Crazy Shadow Mayan mm. beast people. Because mm. I feel yeah, like but, that wasn't great. No, it wasn't. And they had like very distinct noises which sounded more animalistic than mm-hmm. human. Do you know what some of that was? What? An Incan death whistle. Oh. So when the, the little fellas are fighting, mm-hmm. uh, mixed into that is an Incan death whistle. Um, I'll look, I'll find what mm. it sounds like for you because it is a properly horrendous sound. Mm. Um, I'll 3D print you one, in fact. Because everyone should have one. Because it sounds like a horse and a woman and a child screaming. Right. And apparently what they would do is when they would ambush the Spanish, they would set up all through the jungle and one would play it and another and another until they were just surrounded by this horrible screaming sound. And I noticed that because it's very distinct. I noticed that in the mix. I'm like... That's very cool. Interesting. Inking, inking death it, it, it is cool. It doesn't actually help the like. Oh, it doesn't help no. in any yeah. way for representation. No. No. Uh, and I would be very curious to see if that is something that makes its way into Indiana Jones 5. Yeah. I mean, there are. Because it's a big problem if it does. There is evidence to say that, the, you know, anyone who knows about um, the tribes that are still quote unquote uncontacted by mod- the modern world, mm. that. You know, they are uncontacted by the modern world. Like, there's a whole lot of things to do with that. But yeah, well, one guy tried. Yeah, well, it's mm, hmm. didn't work out well no, for him. No. It did not. But that that idea of like, I'm like, okay, I get that. That's not what you're doing here because no. this is a group of people who've been contacted by by aliens. Yeah, like, yeah, you don't get to give them agriculture and then make and them then make them yeah, essentially take. Like, all of the savagery and show that rather than showing any of the... It was a very yeah. James Cameron, Aliens, Geiger design yeah. of them having crumble out of the Didn't walls. I get it. It was kind of cool. But ultimately, it was like... Mm, what I would mm. really like to see is if any Peruvian filmmakers do an equivalent film where they go and raid like an English village mm. and it's just all these English villagers who are also very savage. So they're dressed like yeah. they're in like Midsummer yeah, Murders yeah, yeah. but they're all making like owl hooting noises lads 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. lads lads now, lads yeah. now that i would go you know what fair play but that's not the world it. we live in no. so stop doing it that is not the cultural hegemony okay stop Let's... making people seem like savages in your films thank you <sighs> let me just fast forward this oh so this is the death whistle oh that's unpleasant that's 
And yeah. you're saying you can print me one of them? Yeah. Please do. Yes, please. I've printed a yes, few please. and they're amazing. <laughs> All right. um, but you can imagine being in the jungle mm. already being... Oh, yeah. Very, very unhappy about the situation. You've gone to find a city of gold and mm. hasn't worked out. And then you hear 20 of those echoing around you. Mm. And it doesn't actually take much to get that noise. Mm. It's just the way it's chambered is it's yeah. very sharp. So yeah. it's very clever. But yeah, I thought that was a really nice sound design yeah. nod. I can imagine the conquistadors turning around and going, what's Willie Scott doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Sir John Hurt wanted to read the script before he signed on. He had previously heard about actors and actresses who signed on to a Spielberg movie before reading the script, since Spielberg was, you know, a god, was how Uh. Hurt put it. Uh, Hurt then said, well, I need to have a little bit of previous knowledge, even if God is making the film. Good choice. The filmmaker sent a courier over with a script from LA to London. Uh, They gave it to Hurt at three in the afternoon and then reclaimed the script at eight that evening and flew it back the next day. Ray Winston did the same thing. Uh, He mentioned in a talk show how um, he wanted to read the script. A young man came to his house uh, drinking tea while he read it and then took it to the next plane back to America. Um, He also noted, Ray Winston did, that once the movie was over, they had to give the scripts back. By contrast, Shia LaBeouf signed on for this movie in April 2007 uh, and didn't read a script beforehand. Um, to prepare for the role of the greaser Mutt Williams, LaBeouf um, repeatedly watched the previous three indie movies, as well as The Wild One, Rebel mm. Without a Cause, and Blackboard Jungle, in addition to gaining 15 pounds of muscle. So lots of those like troubled mm. youth yeah. 50s films. He also he did a lot of sword great. training. He yeah. spent months and months and months. That's one thing I do admire you... about Sheila LaBeouf. He's, is he... He's method. Oh yeah, if he's going to be in a thing, he's going to... He went and, like in Fury, he went and got a tank and lived out of a tank basically mm. for a little while to like mm. figure it out and... He's an actor's actor. And yeah. I feel like he was quite wasted in this. There's yeah. moments where you're like, oh, you can act. And then it's swinging through trees with some monkeys. Mm. Now, speaking of Mr. LaBeouf, mm. when they were doing junkets for this movie, um, Spielberg famously told Shia LaBeouf not to pick his nose in public, which, you know, is just good advice in general. Yeah. Um, Should have been told a lot earlier than the press conference. Correct. Thing move, yeah. Still. That's fine. But LaBeouf criticised the movie to the press several times after it came out. Um, he said, quote, I feel like I dropped the ball on the legacy that people loved and cherished, he said. You get to the monkey swinging and things like that, and you can blame it on the writer and you can blame it on Stephen, but the actor's job is to make it come alive and to make it work, and I couldn't do it. So that's my fault, simple, was no, how he put it. Th- I yeah. don't think anyone <laughs> Ch- in Ch- the world could Chia, have. Chia, we're going to forgive you on that one, mm. darling, because that was not you. Nope. Well, well LaBeouf went on to say uh, later that comments like that uh, destroyed his relationship with Spielberg. Um, LeBeuf revealed that his um, comments about the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull deeply ruptured the relationship. Mm. Uh, quote, he told me there's a time to be a human being and have an opinion and there's a time to sell cars. It brought me freedom, but it also killed my spirits because this was a dude I'd looked up to like a sensei, end quote. Mm. That's yeah. rough. That's mm. so rough. I, I just... He's done all right, though. Yeah, I mean... I mean I... He was quite young... So yeah, he was... he's in these early thirties now. So yeah, like mid to early twenties. Yeah, get an opportunity like that, and then to have your god turn around and go, "You have I mean, failed me." And don't pick your nose. Thing. Don't pick your nose. But it is that thing of like, don't air your dirty laundry in public while you're promoting the thing. Yeah, yeah you like, haven't you haven't finished you have your job. To, you have still to active. wait until like five years down the track or whatever. Yeah. Once Not... everyone's got the DVD. Like, like yeah, yeah, once the sales are in, yeah. you're fine. I mean, it's the same as, you know, 
all of us work in live performance mm-hmm. like you don't bag out the thing you're in mm. until the thing's over yeah because well, it all it does bag is, it out at all it just shows that you're a bad sport and you're not going to get another job yeah the only, yeah. The only it's time why all the game of thrones cast were like yeah season eight's great and now it's slowly coming out like yeah no we knew it was but we, it's, we knew it i mean was the, the only the only exception i will make to that is if the working environment is unsafe mm-hmm. and toxic yeah. and toxic and stuff that is a different yeah yep like if it is about your safety, your mental health, etc., that's one thing. If it's just that you don't think it's the best piece of work you've ever done, mm. shut up. Yeah. Do or, the work. Or quit and return yeah. the money. Don't have it both ways. Yeah. Give me the money. Give me the money. I will yeah. do the job. Yeah. I'd love to see you as Harrison Ford's son. I told you. I don't like snakes. <laughs> He's <laughs> that, got it. That bit is really funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Throwing him a snake. Beautiful. <laughs> but why just did he just a rope? But but why didn't he just throw the same rope he threw to? Why didn't he Marianne? just? Why didn't he just pull his bleeding whip off his hip beforehand? Why didn't they just lay down and just reach out and pull him out? <sighs> Who knows? But great fear acting from Harrison Ford. He does yeah, being he does fear. scared really yeah, well. He does. Um, this movie was delivered to theaters with a combination lock. Uh, the mm. combination wasn't provided until the day of the first showing. Now I don't know of many other films that have done that. That sounds kind of cool. I'll be honest. Uh, Nolan films do. Nolan film oh, yeah? come. No, I, from what I remember, it comes with like a crazy encoding password that mm. can only be done. And they send separate reels as the primers. So we have to do setups and that kind of thing. They, mm. no, they're not using the actual reels, but it's all on hard drives now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's all Locked encrypted. Down. Yeah. And, before The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was chosen as the title, and it, it is a very long title, and I'm it's not... Evocative. Where's the kingdom? Sorry. It's evocative. That's where yeah. they went. It was a kingdom. There must have been a king, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before that title was chosen, and I had to say it 20 times in this podcast, yeah. several <laughs> other titles were considered and even registered with the MPAA in August 2007. So some of the, films, the other titles this film could have been were Indiana Jones... And the City of Gods. Mm. The Destroyer of Worlds. No. It's not what this is. The Fourth Corner of the Earth. No. No. The Lost City of Gold. No. It and, wasn't enough about it, I don't yeah. think. And The Quest for the Covenant. No. No, that's just confusing. Mm. I liked the first one, The City of Gods, because I remember that mm. was... I, when they were talking about it, I think that's how they started but referring think, to it. But I think you would need to... Like, if you're doing City of Gods, I almost think you need to do something more... Roman Greek etc feels yeah like or, or play up the influence that the the, the aliens had on yeah because you only not, get the very you get the wall painting to show their influence yeah it's not mm. really and it's not early enough to make mm. that yeah I'd I'd be more inclined to lean down your like city of gold end because they do talk about it a bunch more that's yeah. true and um, it does it does kill Mac like it is it has got Plot mm. relevance, even though the only gold we see is in that one room. I mean, Matt I mean, could have just, just, just cut... stood up. Yeah, the whole true. throw him in the whip thing. He could have just stood up and walked up the stairs. Yeah. He just I mean, went, I'm too fat, mate, and then flew off. I mean, as I say, if you'd cut the whole aliens bit, like it was about them going to El Dorado, could like, it would have like, could have still worked as like yeah. a paranormal god curse yeah. without the aliens. The original title when George Lucas was drafting this film was Indiana Jones and the Saucer Man. So, That's a very Spielbergian... Title. It's also yeah. very much gives away the whole point, which 
Meh. Yeah. Uh, Lucas had uh, several other titles in mind. Oh, here we go. Such as Indiana Jones and the Attack of the Giant Ants. No. I would have loved for that to have been the title of the film. That would have been amazing. Um, Spielberg wanted it to be something along the lines of Indiana Jones and the blank of the Mysterians, but quickly gave up on the idea to avoid confusion with the 1957 movie, The Mysterians. Oh, yeah, that very famous movie that everyone knows about, The Mysterians. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the screenwriter, very confusing. The screenwriter, David Coep, thought the movie should be called what I think is the worst title for a film I've ever heard, Indiana Jones and the Son of Indiana Jones. I mean, it's the most literally what this film is about. It's one of the plot threads. Indiana Jones and the traveling to various places to do a thing, and then it's okay. Yeah. Indiana- also, also aliens. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the the circle of consequences is yeah. really what this film is I about. I bet. I bet that I bet there was a discussion of why don't we just call it Indiana Jones? Like, yeah. we, we, it, it's what it is, right? So let's just why don't just shorten it. People love a short title. I mean, we do. Let's make it small. It's just about him now. And out of spite, they chose Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, they, they chose a paragraph for the yes. title. Yeah. The final bit of trivia. The refrigerator nuke scene was a direct ripoff from the original Back to the Future script. Yep. In which uh, Marty and Doc engage in time travel by jumping into a refrigerator near a nuclear bombing site and riding the radioactive waves into another era. Okay, <laughs> scientifically speaking... Can you ride uh, the radioactive waves of a nuclear bomb into another era? I'd also like you to add into this equation aliens, just as a balancing point. How's this? Given I do not have a scientific degree in aliens, I'm going to say no. (laughs) That's fair. So I cannot cannot take into account aliens on account of that's not what my specialty is, Mm. but I'm going to go with no. That's technically, fair. you have a doctorate in science fiction. I do. So no, not technically. I do, I do. have a doctorate. <laughs> you do in have a doctorate. So, so technically, yes. Yes, I suppose. But also, you know, literally yeah. and technically, actually, literally, truly, madly, deeply, I have yeah, a yeah, doctorate yeah. in science um, fiction. So, how much can you put an alien solution into a thing before it falls apart? I think Star Trek kind of rode that line. Star Trek rode that line. I think that the modern day equivalent of that is uh, using the prefix quantum. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Quantum. Mm -hmm. Nano too. Because it's someone with a a nanotechnology degree. Nano is pretty good, but quantum's the biggie. Because again, I was rewatching an episode of Red Dwarf today. I know Red Dwarf is not... it's not yeah. exactly high science fiction, no. But uh, they were jumping between realities using something called a quantum skipper, and I yeah. always like to play the game of just remove quantum and see what it's called. Oh, <laughs> it's a skipper. It's a skipper. Yeah. So, Makes sense. Yeah, it's a fun thing to do. Mm. Um, but aliens, yeah, they work for this. I would say. Yeah. Um, looking at it from a science fiction so, lens. So here's mm. my fun fact, Stephen. Um, I've never seen Back to the Future either. So like, we're just gonna wow. keep going down the Kate hasn't seen movies like. Kate, Look, you have such a list of homework for I the holidays. Luckily, Kate, um, the Cinema Catch-Up Club has a back catalogue which includes the Back to the Future trilogy. Oh, does it? It does. It does. Excellent. It does. Uh, yeah. In fact, that was the first trilogy we covered I know it was. way back in 2018. I know it was. And so, it's that's on my right. List. Yeah. It's on my that's list. Right. There was a whole discussion of incest. It was great. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, I love that every time we bring up a movie on this podcast when we're talking about something I have seen for the first time, it's like, um, yeah, thought yeah. about that. Yeah. CCUP 
uh, flow chart is like Shoes movie Has Kate seen it? Yes, no Kate will be on the podcast Excellent That's too long a list All that remains For us to do is to score the film. Before we do that, can you remind me what I scored the other ones? Because that's my only nope. problem. No, nope. <laughs> You just said you listened to it not that long ago. No, but I, what I don't remember is what I scored. Um, Doesn't matter. Do it in a void. More specifically. Okay. You know, I, I will look it up, but I would like to know what's your current score feeling out of 10. Well, the, pro- the, pro- so the, the thing is, I know what it's between. Mm. Like, because it, 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 it is between, for me, um, Crusade and... Temple of Dirt. Like, I know where it fits in my lineup of the films, mm-hmm. but I don't remember what I scored everything. And so that's why I'm like, I don't, I don't want to like gut punch that and be like, well, oh, I've, I've underestimated what I. I can felt. tell you that yes. for um, the first one for Raiders, you gave yes. it a seven. seven. I knew, yeah, I knew that. You gave Temple of Doom like a three. A three. And you gave Last Crusade an eight. Okay. Oh, no, I gave it more. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then, then, then what I was going to say works. So that's fine. Mm. Um, <laughs> no, no. Because I was like, I just couldn't remember where things had fallen back yeah, yeah, when yeah. we watched it. You I gotta, you've got to give a franchise score and an individual score. And to be fair, my individual, no, no, my individual score lines up with what I was going to oh give God. the franchise score. I just wanted to make sure that those yep, things that made sense. That is absolutely fair. So, so um, I'm going to give this movie a uh, four and a half pep talks from mum whilst fencing on a car <laughs> out of out of 10 out of 10 excellent yeah. i yeah i think that's fair uh, <laughs> brett what about you um i can honestly say that now that i've watched it three times and i've stopped caring that it tainted the legacy this is all facetious mm. yeah. tainted the legacy of what indiana jones was for me which was e- grounded fantasy i guess mm. adventure yeah. this pushed it too far I think if you turn your brain off and really just not think about it and anytime you have a question go, ah, aliens, aliens done, did it. I think it's okay. I think it's better. I'm not going to watch it out. I'm not going to watch it again uh, on purpose. Um, So I think, yeah, probably four swinging Shia LaBeoufs out of 10. Mm. What's Uh, that in the bushes, Shia LaBeouf? uh, (laughs) Yeah. But I think it's definitely the weakest. Um, I have a soft spot for Temple of Doom because I had that on taped off the TV. So I've, been, yes, I've seen that more than anything. I think mm. the thing is like, I remember how much I hated that when I watched it. And yeah. yeah. And I'm like, but I, mean, I didn't hate this thing. as much as I hated that. It's like, the nostalgia thing, more. right? It's like when I first saw these films, I wasn't a film lecturer and yeah. I hadn't seen thousands and thousands of films and broken those films down into their composite pieces. Yeah. Mm. Now that I have... I think a lot of the artistry of those films is a little bit too transparent. Mm. And in yeah. this, for me, if they had cut out a little bit of the spectacle and tried to ground it a bit more, mm. I think it would have been a better film. Mm. But I'm not so sure it would have been what Spielberg wanted, which is no. what we got, which is yeah. a spectacle, set mm. piece, you know, flimsy move to this place, set piece, flimsy move to this place, big spectacle ending, and it's all happy and tied up in a bow. Mm. Spielberg. Yeah, I, I, I'm basically where you, where you, you two both are at. Um, it's it's not as bad as Temple of Doom for me. Um, from from having now watched them all like Kate for the first time this year, mm. um, I remember this. Well, I remember this more fondly than I think what it actually was, and I think it's just because it was my first time seeing an Indiana Jones film in the cinema, and there were still fun moments. It's not the worst thing ever made. No, um, I, it, it's it's quite 
passable. Yeah. But I don't think it's anything more than passable. And I do think there are some quite big issues with this film. But it's perfectly fine. I probably would watch it again. Um, probably if someone's not seen it and they've gone, oh, we've got two hours to kill. Do you want to watch this? I'd probably go, you know what? I'll watch the first 20 minutes because I want to see that fridge flying through the air. So, yeah, it, it's perfectly fine. But I, I do think there are a lot of problems. And I think um, th- there's a lot of lessons that filmmakers can learn from this film about going for the easy option almost mm-hmm. it did feel like a lot of easier choices were made yeah but it was still a fun and engaging film so i'm going to give it um four nuked fridges out of 10 mm. it, it was it was fine it didn't kill the franchise it didn't no it didn't stop the franchise and divide it like the star wars sequels did so I think in that it's service to the ongoing Indiana Jones story. And there will be a fifth and I'll watch the fifth. I don't need a fifth, but I'll watch it. Mm. Yeah, I think my thing was like, I just didn't need a fourth. No. And so in not needing a fourth and getting a fourth, I'm just like, okay. I really want to know what the fifth's MacGuffin's going to be though. Mm. We've done gods. We've done, you know. Aliens. We've done deities. Mm. We've done, yeah, aliens. Do we just have the fall of man? I mean, like, it's, what's is, the... it, is it ghosts? I just it's want going to know, be the 60s and 70s. I so want to know how big? they're going to tie it into the moon landing. Yeah, I mean... The answer, I mean, the answer is they'll go aliens again, but they'll do it different. They'll do little grey men from outer space, not interdimensional They'll do moon, moon men, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming just because it's th- been 13 years so far since this mm. film was made and 13 years after 1957 is 1970. So if they're looking at around that time period, mm. given the age Harrison Ford will be, then... Yeah, I could see them doing something with the moon. It's like which... post-Korea War, yeah. Vietnam. I mean, there's a yeah, world of very Na- different Nam's place. The... Na- oh, I mean, very different place compared to the '40s and put po- you know the post World War Two. It boom. starts getting really tricky though because you're starting to progress mm. quite heavily yeah. into, into contemporary culture, mem- mm. well, remembered history, and yeah. that's mm. really dangerous territory mm-hmm. because either you go big and aliens and that's like a problem in and of itself or you have to kind of make it a humanity thing in which case that'd be better but like harder this was still steeped in ancient history which is good so there'll have to be like some kind of men in black because that was the big thing in the 70s was like the men in black and alien sightings but also drugs and like what do drugs do and but also we're as far away from the 60s now as the original Indiana Jones films were from the 30s when they were set so we, that, we that, all remember the 90s like oh yeah 999 five years ago oh no so i guess the thing is i think of it like so the 70s is the is so my young the eldest of my brothers mm. was born in 77 right yeah. so you're talking about my parents childhood yeah mm. and like they remember that yeah. yeah and they remember going to see indiana jones films so yeah. like, you've you got to be really careful where yeah. the people who are going to see this film we're alive in the time that you're setting this film. Yeah. Mm. It's, never, it's never right. It's never that's right. really hard to do. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. 2023, everyone, is when that one's currently scheduled to come out. It's gonna go Probably by. still won't say it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be right. right. I'll be there opening day 
You reckon? Yeah, why not? Yeah, okay. Well, it depends what's going to happen. I'll be it? on this podcast two years later when I still haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe the cinemas won't be open. Maybe it'll be a home streaming indie Maybe indie they'll adventure. beam it straight into your head by then. Maybe. Maybe we can't avoid Fingers indie Fingers crossed. It's, yeah, it's on our mandated viewing list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've got to yeah, you've got to take your uh, regulated vaccine and mm. you've also got to watch Indiana Jones 5 as yeah. part of it. You've got to register your metaverse time and yeah. Indy 5 will be part of that. Yeah. The only way to combat the Tau variant is with... Uh, middling Spielberg action God, it's that and then War of the Worlds oh War of the Worlds was okay it was great yeah but not the whole way through no no that's fair much like this true much like this podcast episode I'm gonna say <laughs> uh, we have gone long so yeah. we are going to uh, close it there Kate and Brett thank you so much for coming on the program no worries thanks for having me thanks for making me watch that I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to we did it we finished all four indie films we yeah. certainly did and we finished 2021 yay so uh, I look forward to seeing you both in 2022 for, for more cinematic adventures fingers crossed what will we be seeing why you at home can help us decide <laughs> Some of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, we have got uh, a number of ways that you can help contribute to the program. Uh, you can become a Patreon. Uh, join our Patreon. Do New Year's resolution for everyone. Join the Patreon. Why not? <laughs> what are you scared? Yeah. I double dare you. Yeah. Join the Patreon. Yeah. Patreon. Do it. Patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can join up and get extra bonus goodies features and help us pick some of the films that we watch on this program. Maybe you can name some more films I haven't seen. Indeed. <laughs> well, we'll be doing another trilogy at some point in 2022. Is it the Blade trilogy? We haven't done Blade. Because I am down it. for that. <laughs> haven't seen it. Well, oh, man. Well, Brett or anyone else that wants some to do that. Some MFers are always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> If any of you want the Blade Trilogy, you know what to do. Join the Patreon, make the suggestion, and it just might come true. We're also available on Facebook. Uh, if you want to find us there, leave some comments. Uh, let us know about your plan to survive a, a nuclear blast involving kitchenware. Uh, just find us at uh, Facebook and search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club. And, of course, we can be subscribed to on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. We will be back in 2022. Uh, as always, January is our Australian film month, so we'll be looking at films from this uh, fair land from which we make the podcast. So please join us then for that. But that is all for this week. So until next time, goodbye. Bye. I'm swinging in the trees. <laughs> swinging in the trees. Oh, God. Just monkeys and she I'm... Swinging today, uh, yeah. grabbing on the vines, <laughs> swinging through the air, landing Why? on a brush and Shia LaBeouf. Why are you doing this to me? You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.